This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. Dot .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Sex. I'm your host Melanie Studley. What's up guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Today, you do not want to miss the conversation. Tell them why, Mel. We are talking with intimacy, relationship and dating expert Alana Pratt about sexual energy and you guys, it is the most amazing conversation. You're going to mm-hmm. love it to bits and pieces. So let's dive right in. Let's go. We are so glad to have you back on our show. You have the best energy ever. So why don't you tell people who you are if they didn't hear previous episodes and give us a little bio. Thank you. Love. So Alana Banana, Alana Pratt, intimacy expert. Um, really what I'm about is people that have suffered heartbreak whether they're in a relationship or outside of a relationship, how do we heal that so you can be your most unapologetic self and totally at peace with yourself on the inside, the wobbly and the magnificent, so you're just free. And of course, that makes for a lot of fun in the bedroom, but it also makes us better as parents, makes us better uh, with relationships with our body, even intimacy with money. Like is money your best friend or is like, where have you been lately? Right. So there's this idea of intimacy really spans your entire existence. And so I like to start at the core, our core fundamental relationship with ourselves. I love that. That gives me a question like right out of the gate. What do you think blocks most people from leaning into and fully kind of embracing intimacy? Yeah. Well, they, uh, like me for several decades, um, you go inside and you have this feeling of sadness, shame, fear, anger, and you're like, hell no. Mm-hmm. And you hit your little you with a two by four and shove them in the closet and you stuff away uh, truth. You stuff away the opportunity for compassion, empathy. You stuff away the ability to take, you know, something where you felt powerless into powerful mm-hmm. or ashamed into free self-expression or, or betrayed into forgiveness. All of our growth comes from leaning in feeling, face it to feel it, integrate it. And now we're better. We can't get rid of all this energy, although we think we can, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more time on Facebook, another glass of wine and, you know, whatever it doesn't work. Right. And what you resist is persist and it grows worse over time until clients come to me and their marriage is on the brink or they've had, you know, a hundred first dates or they can't orgasm and they fake it or like whatever the reason is. I mean, it's all the same core reason. 
is that we don't have, we haven't been taught that our wobbly parts are just as lovable as our triumphant parts. Nobody mm-hmm. teaches us that. That's wrong. And this is right. You know? Right. Yeah. So I'm beautiful. about unconditional love of all of ourselves. So if you could tell us, and I don't think we talked about this on, on the first time we hung out. Yeah. What was, I don't want to say the tipping point, but where was that like big change for you? Or sometimes for clients, it's not a huge big change. It's like incremental. He's just trying to ask, how'd you get over. so cool? <laughs> yeah. Give well, us an, yeah. Give us, <laughs> um, so I'll give you two different stories. The first is a sexier one. And the second is a more um, vulnerable. Well, they're both kind of vulnerable, but whatever. The second is more vulnerable um, in my journey. So I'm 51. Mm-hmm. Back when I was uh, 19, I hopped on Uncle Phil's 18-wheeler semi from Canada down to LA to be a dancer. I'd been a dancer since I was like five years old. And so I was good enough, but I didn't have the visa, the working visa to stay in America. So off I went to Tokyo and I became the showgirl and a model and a spokesperson and all these things. And yet um, every time I would get on the stage and dance or model or whatever it was, I was so concerned. I was comparing myself to other women. I, I felt, even though at the time, I mean, if I had Love my body back then. It'd be amazing. Cause right now I got stretch marks and like all this other stuff. But back then I was hot, but I didn't think so. I didn't think right. so. Right. I was so insecure. And so I remember going to Kopangan the, uh, for a full moon party in Thailand. And, uh, and I was, I didn't have any fun because I was so concerned about being good enough, pretty enough, all of it. And so the very next morning on my side of the Island, I said, okay, I'm going to have a breakthrough. And so I've, all I put on was my little floss G string. That was it. And I said, I'm walking up and down this beach until I love my body, until I'm no longer concerned about what other people think about my body. And it took the whole friggin' day, it took the whole day. And I walked back and forth and no, no plant medicine, no drugs, not nothing. It was just me, my heart, the ocean and the beach. And I just, I just processed, oh, what do they think? Oh, they're sexier than me. Or like just head, head, head until I slowly dropped down into my heart, 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 which hurt, hurt, hurt until I slowly dropped down. And I remember the very last time back and forth, back and forth. Um, I went, I turned towards the sunset at this point and something happened and I'm going to call it a direct experience with God, with our true nature, because the sand fell out from beneath the, the little pieces of water from the waves of the ocean just danced. Every person I looked at looked like a Bodhisattva or a Buddha, no judgment whatsoever. And I just felt like I was floating. I felt home in my body for the first time. And it gave me the first insight that, Oh, there must be something called spiritual growth or you know, awareness or something. There's got, there's something to this. And I, and I learned, okay, uh, my point of view creates my reality, how Mm. I speak to myself and how I speak to the divine and how I speak to my body creates a reality. Okay. Let's, let's focus on this. So, you know, fast forward all these years later, so that was like my early twenties, um, my early forties. Um, I had, uh, had a baby when I was 33, got right into the divorce by 34. My mom had just died of cancer. And I thought, you know, a man is a plan and a baby's the plan. And I didn't want to feel, so I just married someone and I made a not a good choice. And he was quite humiliated that I left the marriage so quickly and decided that the only way to get revenge was to take our child away from me. Mm. It was a 12 year custody battle. Mm. And in the end I gave in because our son was just devastated and I had lost my house, my savings. I was in a quarter of a million dollars of legal debt and my life was hell. And even though I had physical and legal custody, I'm like, take him. He's yours. Um, I will see him from time to time. And I went out to this cabin in the middle of the nowhere of nowhere to have a, you know, a controlled nervous breakdown. And I wrote this list out of like, people are going to, I hear I'm this relationship intimacy expert and you got him so fucked up. People are going to like 
unblock me on Facebook or block me on Facebook, or whatever. I wrote the whole list of like, maybe my son will never want to speak to me again. Maybe I'll, I was single at the time. Maybe no one will ever love me. Maybe I'll never get out of debt. Like the whole list. And then I went through the whole list again. I'm sitting on this, it's like an A-frame. There was nature in all directions. It's just me and Mother Gaia. And I went down at the end of every sentence, I said, da, 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 and I love and accept myself. And I love and accept myself. And I declared, yes, you're a hot mess. And I love and accept myself. Mm. And I did it over and over and over for days and days and days until I had another one of those direct experiences where the bottom fell out and I was one with everything. And I thought, okay, I think I touched on unconditional love. I think I'm onto something here. And while I prefer to make a difference, meet a great guy, make a bunch of money, make a huge impact on the planet, have great sex, do the whole thing. If I don't, and they kick dirt in my face and none of that happens, I love and accept myself. Mm. And that is a gift we can give ourselves. So those are two kind of different stories of a path home to lean in and face that which is challenging you because on the other side of it is love, home, yeah, the divine. Right. I love that. And it's so interesting because as you were speaking, like in the very intro, we sort of asked you to do a little bio and the way you explained it was like, and this is the only way that I can think of explaining it back is that you did not separate the body and intimacy from the rest of life, which so yeah. many people do. I mean, everything is like, it's almost like, it's going to sound real weird, but it's almost like all the marriage experts are like, and you have no genitals, like do all these things, but no <laughs> genitals included. Sex is like a side note and, and body is not really part of it. And so mm-hmm. I love that even in your bio, the way you said who you were and what you do really is like biopsychosocial, spiritual, sexual, like it has all the things mixed in. Yeah, group up right now. Love you, love you. Because sex is sacred. Yeah. Sexual energy is life force energy. It's our vitality. It's our youthfulness. It's our pleasure. It's our aliveness. It's our creativity. It's everything. And it's sexy and it's delicious. And it's your birthright. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Man, there's so many ways that I want to go. I don't want to get too off topic to what we're even supposed to be talking about here. But I I, want to go back to the story when you're on the beach in Thailand, right? Of course you do. (laughs) Most people are going to hear that and go, what? That's that's crazy. But you were brave enough to do that. And uh, this sounds weird, but like, well, not weird. I don't care. I, I don't like wearing clothes that often, right? And uh, it's just boring and (laughs) clothes are boring, but I, there's been times when I've been out in the woods, I am in nature all the time and stuff. And I love cold water and I get, go find a really secluded place (laughs) and just get completely naked and just get in the water and just sit there, walk around, do whatever. And it's like one of the best things ever. And I don't even care if people go, okay, Seth is just super weird or whatever, but it's like one of the lowest stress, most kind of free times ever, you know, like just grounding and and like, think about it. it. I mean, if also look to biology and animals for a lot of wisdom, right? It's like, yes. well, we're just mammals. Other mammals don't have clothes on. They're right. jumping out of, tre- well, they're probably not jumping out of trees into rivers. Like I like to do or <laughs> jumping off rocks and stuff like that. But it is so free so how i don't know how committed you were to be like all right i all i'm wearing is this little uh piece of floss and i'm gonna walk (laughs) up and down the beach with intention right with a very intentional mind you weren't trying to do you know whatever except for find yourself find Mm -hmm. that peace find that thing for you which is crazy which is awesome 
Oh, thank you. I love that you jump naked out of trees. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> um, when I can, it's not that often. But, <laughs> but here's the also cool part about science. The brain doesn't know the difference. You can, as a viewer or listener right now, you can literally take yourself on that beach on Copenhagen. You can literally jump out of that tree naked. You can uh, visualize doing yoga naked to the most beautiful sunrise ever like in a gorgeous temple of sacredness. Like you get to choose. The brain doesn't know the difference. You want to know the image, the thought, the emotion and body sensation, all four elements. That's what creates this new capacity over and over and over as you allow whatever shame or taboo or insecurity or fear, whatever, arise, lean in, breathe, grab that little you who needs a hug and say, it's okay, we deserve this. And you can actually do these visuals yourself. You don't have to go to Thailand. You don't have to jump out of a tree. You just have to choose, as you beautifully said, with sacred intention that I choose to welcome my body, my sacred sexuality, my aliveness to the whole picture of life and be free. I love that. I love that. I think we practice visualization with our coaching clients all the time. It's one of the most powerful tools out there um, in terms of like creating the thing that you want to experience. And I love what you said, like you don't even have to actually go to Thailand. You can just like feel it and be it in your body. But that makes me think of right out of the gate. um, Some of the things that people stop themselves from doing when it comes to intimacy and sexuality in their marriage because of these sort of external boundaries or borders or whatever they want to call them or whatever it is and how we can use visualization in a really healthy way uh, to sort of guide our sexual intimacy toward what we desire that is healthy and balanced and loving and sacred in our marriage. So I would love to just sort of riff on that for a little bit and talk about why, like in our emails before we mentioned like why do people not do the things that they want to do and they sort of settle for this smaller version of sexuality and all of that. So like, let's unpack that and help people have freer, more um, fulfilling sexual lives. And Mm -hmm. let's debunk the myth that right out of the gate, that means like pervy things. Because I think so many people, especially if you grew up in the church at all, uh, they feel like there's good sex, which is super boring and vanilla and like, I don't know, milk toast. What's even milk toast? Sounds boring. But it's like that. Or (laughs) there's like what the sinners do. So I want to like sort of piece apart that. What are your thoughts on just that as a concept, I guess? Yeah. Well, first thing I would say is beliefs aren't real or true. We just make them up. Love it. Just make them up. Okay. So you can make up whatever belief you want. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just one thing to say. Another thing is I personally refuse to live a life based on another person telling me what to do. I'm a little stubborn that way. I want to find out what's true for me. So my encouragement is, yes, you've been raised by a church or parents or what have you. And that's everybody else's point of view. Thank you for sharing your point of view. I will take what works for me. I will let go of what doesn't work for me. And I will take my time in my, remember that like A-frame cabin in the middle of nowhere. Again, go into your little meditation, go into your sacred temple in your sacred yoni or your sacred genitals and just sit there. And get to know you because everything is energy. When you let go of the mind and you drop first into coherence in the heart, this is also more, I'm a really science geek. Like if it doesn't align with science, then it's just woo woo. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when we're coherent in our heart, the best of our brain turns on and the best of our intuition turns on and we become coherent on the same frequency as God, the divine, the field and mother Gaia. So it's all, it's all a vibration. Everything's a vibration. So when we get ourselves first into coherence with our heart, you're going to have a much, much better experience 
coming into your sacred yoni and really discovering what's true for you. You can't discover what's true for you when you're full of shame, full of taboo, full of blaming another, full of remembering how you were rejected when your mom walked in and you were jacking off, whatever it was. Okay. Like, so, so we got to still have to do the work to um, integrate and process those very valid wounds. You cannot create on top of an emotional trigger. That's just 10 more affirmations of BS. doesn't work. Okay. So do the work with people like you or me to integrate the wounds in the first place. Next coherence to get us into this happy place. Coherence is a, is a vibration of appreciation and gratitude. Sometimes it's hard to be appreciative of your stretch marks or your penis not working the same as it used to, or, you know, we have no time because we have all these kids and we have to have sex in the closet in the garage or whatever. Like, so, so sometimes it's hard to be appreciative, but compassion gets you there too. Compassion and empathy will get you there too. So to get into your heart, Either appreciate and be grateful for what you've got or have compassion and empathy for yourself. Either way, it'll raise your coherence. Then you're actually vibing as your true self mm-hmm. and you can hear your true self. Now, it might take bravery to know what really turns you on and to really allow that voice, that energy, that vision, that desire, that sacred desire to arise. But spend time getting coherent and listening, and you might want to have a journal, you might like to be out in nature, like Seth, wherever it's safe for you to start listening. My true, authentic, and I love the word sacred sex, put them together. Like if if you're not going to name it sacred, it isn't. Okay, so call it sacred. My authentic, sacred, sexual self desires, just let your hand go. Maybe even let your left hand go if you're a right-hander. So more of your subconscious talks, it's going to be kind of chicken scratch, but you know, that's (laughs) That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, subconscious to let your authentic self uh, express yourself. I often in coaching sessions say, zip it. let me talk to your penis. Let me talk to your vagina. Like I swear I do. I have wonderful uh, conversations. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Calling call, oh. all penises. Um, no, seriously, your body talks, your body knows what feels honoring and what doesn't, what turns it on and what doesn't, what brings it pleasure and what doesn't. And it's not the same every day. And it's not the same every decade. So let go of conclusions and assumptions that you think you know, be a beginner, be curious, and start to talk to your body, your intuition um, about what it desires. And then once you're clear, clear about who you are, then you have, you know, date night and you get to have these conversations and they're called dyads. And the only thing about a dyad is that you ask a question and the answerer, or you ask a question, person answers, and then all you say is thank you, which doesn't even mean I agree. You might even think your partner's batshit crazy, but you just say, "Mm, thank you. And you go back and forth, back and forth. Tell me something about you and what's true about sacred sex. Just start there. And then next date night, tell me something that's true for you and oral sex. Tell me something that's true for you and sexual fantasies. Tell me something you're afraid to tell me. Tell me something that turns you on. Tell me a way you like to be loved. Tell me a way you like to be touched. Like these questions, every single date night you can bring in and get, but you can't speak it to them if you don't know what's true for you in the first place. So it always starts with intimacy with self, then the bravery of this sacred communication with your partner, where all you say is thank you. So there's no, but you never, and last time, like zip it, like no fights. Okay. It's just sacred. And then don't use it as ammunition later. Use it as inspiration later. Oh, they said they like this. And then you try this. And, uh, and then the bedroom gets spicier, gets more meaningful and connected, gets freer, the more unapologetic. And if you cry, wonderful. If you're feisty, wonderful. Like everything goes. Mm-hmm. It's a safe, sacred communion. That's awesome. Like, I was listening to you talk, and I'm like, yes, 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 more, right? And basically, I could say this to to folks who are like new to this, like, what are they even talking about? It's crazy. I could ask them, okay, think about 
the best sexual experience you've ever had. Now multiply that times a thousand. All you have to do is be open and vulnerable to asking questions like this. Would you want to do that? Nah, I'm okay with just like whatever sex. And a lot of people, that's their answer. But for us, I'm like, no, we want more just like anything else we want. You know, we want more because there is that potential there. So I'd be like, if people are like, okay, what is a yoni or this or that, you know, which is a vagina, That's basically. A vagina. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, what are they talking about? You lost me at yoni. Right. <laughs> uh, um, uh, what are they talking about? It's like, be open. This isn't crazy. It's not, it's like you said, it's your, your birthright mm-hmm. to actual. Yes. And a lot of our clients have big breakthroughs and stuff like that. And then they get on this different level of like, I didn't know marriage or relationships or like just being could be this awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? I want more. I want more. Um, yeah. But it takes courage. It takes vulnerability. Yeah. Yes. And it, and it also takes work. Right. Yes. And if you're willing to do the work, mm-hmm. yeah. you can get there. Yeah. And yeah, I think one you. of the things that you commented on, you said something along the lines of we always want more. And I want to clarify that because more is, I think, sometimes where people go, we go, oh, more sex, weirder sex, do sex on the ceiling or something. Like they think more just in quantity. Anti-gravity sex? Anti-gravity, <laughs> space sex. But they think it just means like quantity more. Mm-hmm. But w- that is not what Seth is meaning. He's no. meaning quality more. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that, yeah, like I think we had a really big shift when I just was tired of bad sex. And not that we even have, we never really had bad sex, but I was tired of sex that was not very fulfilling, spiritual. Uh, It wasn't feeding any need that I had. Like I could have the sort of the physical side make that work and get the juices flowing. But if it did not hit these other biopsychosocial spiritual markers, I was not interested in at all interested Mm -hmm. in it. And so I think that we had a big shift um, in our sex life when I declared like, I'm not going to have bad sex anymore. Like, sorry, not going to do it. And so I showed up for myself differently. And I will sort of mirror back what you're saying. I, I did not go on a beach in a G-string. That wasn't my vibe, but I started But if you doing... want to do that, we can take a walk. That's right. cool. <laughs> we got a park down here. Um, but so I had that same sort of experience where I just began to go really uh, spiritually inward. And and like you yep. said, like had a conversation with my body and just, what, what do you yep. want? What do you actually want? I'm sick of people telling me what they want. I'm sick of him telling me what he wants. What do you want? Mm -hmm. And that was actually around the time when I realized that I'm sure you've heard that term. What is it? Sapiosexual, that idea of like educate. What is the word? Um, Yeah. Like thinking, being Mm -hmm. a turn on. And I realized like, oh, that actually is something that I experience, whether it's true or not, or who I don't even care. But that Mm -hmm. is something that I have attached uh, sexuality to deep thinking and conversations. And so yeah. that helped him understand why talking matters so much to mm-hmm. me. Yes, so like you. you can use this mouth you've got and this ah. brain you've got to get the Yoni flowing. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Start talking to my Yoni. Would uh, you? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to say something? Well, I was going to say, speaking of, okay, I can use my mouth. One of the things that we wanted to talk about too <laughs> was oral sex. Right. And yeah. What do you guys think, and you're excluded because you're the pro here, uh, Alana, but I'm wondering, uh, what do you think of oral sex? Do you just think of like blowjobs, or is it you think of like guy-to-woman oral sex? I think in the what past, do you, what that's what think? I would have thought. Like initially, years ago, I would have probably thought that, but I think it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you think it's lovely, but I'm, I'm, I want to I wanna pose a question to You have to something listeners. you want to say. You're trying to yeah. get us to say what you want to say. What do you want to say? No, I'm not. I'm just yeah. like... Wh- yeah, you are. You're trying to say What do you guys so. think when you say oral sex? Because me, how I was acculturated in pop culture is like, oh, that's a blowjob. That's what that is. 
I don't think that. Right. Okay. What do women think about it? I think it's both directions. When I hear oral sex, it's like everything's always a figure eight. Mm-hmm. Both, both directions. Yeah, for sure. Right. Whether yeah. it's a heterosexual, homosexual, whatever, non-binary couple, it doesn't matter. It's it's the parts having the kisses, the kisses on the part. <laughs> and the lips on the part. That's you made oral sex sound like so sweet and cute. <laughs> it's kissing on the part. <laughs> well, it it is. I know, right? but it was like adorable how she said it was right. adorable. <laughs> kisses um, on the part. But I want to get to the question below what you're asking because yeah. both she and I are just like, yeah, what? But you obviously have got something in there that you want to express. What is the thing no, you aren't telling us? I don't think that I have a thing below the thing other than through, through uh, I guess, acculturation a, a, a or, or, or media or stuff like that. It's like how, how most pornography is like for the guys, right? It's mostly consumed... Bye, guys. And I think most listeners go, oral sex, oh, I'm not giving that a blowjob or something. That may be their their first inclination, but I want to say oral sex is not just that. It is so much more. Right. right? I want to maybe mm-hmm. zoom out. Maybe the, the porn that you have seen is for guys, but right. I don't think it's that way necessarily. I think it's all exists, hmm. but what you've seen is a sliver of it because yeah. that's what you've looked for. That's a good question. Maybe <laughs> there is a thing, a little other thing, but I'm not thinking of anything right now, I guess. That was so... <laughs> oh, I- I remember getting gifts from clients of porn that one of my clients actually developed that it was a, a female for women. So to, to, instead of, you can't, you can't stop porn, but can we put in the energy of honor and sacredness into right. it and have more conscious sex and be turned on by, you know, both partners in rapture uh-huh. where one doesn't know where their edges end and the others begin as opposed mm-hmm. to, I think what you're referring to, Seth, the wham, bam, thank you, man, just very traditional. Right. Um, and I do think when I was young, um, like just becoming sexual, oral sex definitely meant blowjobs. I didn't understand. I even had a clitoris. Like, I swear, I didn't even get it until I was in Japan, the, the whole dance contract thing. And I just had this boyfriend. But when we sat in this one chair, this really cool thing happened. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, nobody told me shit. Like my mom, I remember we had the conversation. I was, I thought I was in trouble going out for dinner just with her one night. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? And she drank a whole glass of wine in one gulp. And then she turned the glass of wine upside down and she said, this is your vagina. Oh. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> and she said, basically, it would get a period and don't let a penis go into it. And that was the end of the conversation. And I'm like, okay, well, that was not very helpful. But I don't, I didn't even know, like I didn't even know. They don't talk about the clitoris in like the little class when you learn about the bodies. Because, you know, this this beautiful organ, it's only made for the pleasure. Let's definitely know about that. Yes. Let's just, let's just shame everything else. And mm-hmm. so there I was with my dancers in this show in Japan, and they refused to speak English to me. So I had to learn French, which I kind of learned growing up in Canada anyways. But they'd be talking, 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 talking. And I'm like, you guys are talking about the clitoris. I know it. What are you talking about? And they were just, they taught me, they taught me something very um, important, which um, may be supportive to the viewers or listeners when you are desired by your partner and you're not in the mood or you're tired or what have you done for me lately and you didn't take out the garbage and you said, you you know, receiving that sexual um, desire, it, we, we often just say it just hits at the genitals and it doesn't hit at the heart and we don't feel safe or seen. But what I learned when I was dancing in Japan with these French girls, because all the guys on their side of the stage, it was in Japan, right? So they would all do like the bow thing to them on their side of the stage, but all the guys on my side of the stage were like, hey, tall glass of water. And I felt so icky and slimy. And I'm like, what's your secret? And they they basically taught me the um, Tibetan practice of Tonglen that the monks do. 
but they did it as French sexy dancers. They would receive in this mm, one dimensional energy of just cock energy, let's say from them. And they would bring it into their body and they would ignite it. Yes. I thank you for noticing. I am sexy. And they would bring it into their heart because I'm a goddess. And then they would send it out their eyes. Thank you for noticing. Mm. And then the result of that transformation of man's attention, like this, the men would like straighten up. And I'm like, okay, I got to try. And so that's what I would do. And then now everybody on my side of the stage would like bow to me. And so that was like fun when I was 20. But then fast forward when I became married and, 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 and I wasn't like, I was tired or whatever, if I could receive the energy and then I could go, you know what? He desires me if he's a good, good man, right? Okay. We're just going to assume we've got good, conscious, lovely people on the show because he desires to love me. He desires to put his seed of his soul into my body. He desires to open me up to the ends of the universe that we have to choose. And it's hard when you're tired, but to choose that sexual attraction energy in through your sacred yoni, pussy, vagina, okay? Bring it up to your heart and go, yeah, I am worthy of being adored, claimed, ravished. I am a goddess. And then you exhale it out with your eyes. And then you ask for what you need. Mm. I need 10 minutes to shave my legs. I really could just use touch for five minutes. No nipples, no yoni. I just need you to tell me why you love me. And you can use your voice in an inviting, alluring way rather than shut it down, put it out, get it over with as I think about the grocery list, right? right? Because we don't know what to do with this energy that's not aligning where we are and it's often a mismatch. So that's mm. a little I love that because that is sort of the space that I got to when I was deciding that I wasn't going to have bad sex. I would use yoga as a way to literally transfer because I knew that Seth loved me, right? I knew it. it's evidence in my life. Mm -hmm. He yes. does, you know, pays the bills, do, does these things. He's a great father, all this stuff. But it wasn't, yeah. but I was tired. Basically, that's it. I was so tired of just like getting up all the time and kids and blah, blah, blah. And so I would take that space, that time to make myself present to myself. And yes. draw that energy. I love how you're saying like the energy changes once you change how you receive that energy and mm. what you do yes. with that energy. Yes. And I made a very conscious choice. I love how you said um, conscious uh, sexuality or something like intimacy. I can't remember what you said, but I loved it. It was cool. Uh, but I was like actively taking that energy and I imagine it like swirling clouds, like pink, glittery mm. clouds, and I'll move yeah. it inside of my body where it needs to go. And I, that's all yeah. just in my mind. It's just a mind change because in yeah. the past, yeah. I would have been like, oh, I don't want to have sex with a so blah or whatever, or just going to think about the grocery list while you get this task done and mm -hmm. I'll hate every second of it. But now yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want to have bad sex. And if I'm tired, I can still have great sex. And it's all about mm -hmm. how I show up and what I do with that energy. Mm. So. This is good. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I wanted to say something too. Are you going to forget what you're going to ask me? Can no, you no, just no. hold it for one? No, no, no. Yeah. I also wanted to be verbal with the, the viewers and listeners. Um, I was afraid, and I'm still dealing with this like today, integrating my own wounds. I, my very, very, very first boyfriend ever cheated on me. Mm. And I made it mean that if I don't put out, they're going to cheat on me. And so I still, to this day, have sex when I don't want to for fear of him straying. Mm. And that's my wound to do my inner work, to be at choice, to say, I'm too tired. Could you just hold me? Mm -hmm. Or to do what I just said with that energy, take it in through my heart and invite what I desire. So I just want people to know that, yeah, I'm a pro and this is my business, but I'm not perfect. And mm -hmm. I'm still a work in progress. And I still, right. I still work on these wounds myself. 
I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank that you. is yeah. vulnerable and leading with vulnerability yeah. uh, paves the way for other people to explore mm-hmm. whatever wounds and stuff they have. Right. Yeah, that, that's healing, one of the caveats you know. on the show is like, I'm a marriage and family therapist is a marriage and sex and family show, but we still got stuff going on right. too. You All know? The time. So, it's, so this is what I was going to say. We're going to yeah. continue this conversation over at Patreon and you're going to tell me what those French ladies <laughs> Told you about the clitoris <laughs> and about oral sex right. both ways, right? Right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. We have lots of juicy things to share. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much for being on the show with us today. And seriously, guys, if you want to hear the rest, go over to Patreon and we'll see you later. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye. Okay, guys, like we said, we're continuing this conversation over on Patreon. Hold on. So Did go- you guys enjoy that? Of course, they enjoyed Did it. You find they the want to hear more. Of it, the sexual energy, the realness of it. Yeah, you did. So if you want more part two, again, go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of marriage, where we talk about even more stuff. Yeah. And that episode, we are talking about sacred sex. Oh. You are not going to miss how that pans out. Can I say BJ's? Get, good Lord. That's All what right. we talked about. Enjoy go find it, it over there. <laughs> All right. See you later. All right. Bye.